اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم سورت الحشر سورت الحشر is from the musabbihat meaning it is a surah that begins with the mention of Allah's tasbih with Allah's glorification and this surah is also called surah banu nadir why? because it was revealed concerning their violation of the treaty and their eventual expulsion from the city of Medina Remember that when the Prophet ﷺ migrated to Medina, he made a treaty with the different people that lived in the city or around the city. And amongst them were also the Yahud. And one of the conditions or one of the things in the treaty that was agreed upon was that if ever there is some financial burden incurred by any group of the city of Medina, then everybody would take part of it, meaning they would contribute to it. So for example, if an inhabitant of the city of Medina killed someone by accident, then what does that mean? That now the blood money has to be given. So who's going to give the blood money? That person individually? No, the entire community. So regardless of your race and your religion, you're going to contribute. You're going to take financial responsibility of the larger community. So this was something that was stipulated in the treaty. Now what happened? There was a Muslim who accidentally killed two people. And there was a reason behind that. Remember the incident where the Prophet ﷺ sent 70 Muslims to a certain tribe, right? And those 70 Muslims were encircled and they were killed. And there were only two Muslims who survived. So one of the survivors, as he was making his way back to Medina, he came across two people and he thought that those two people were from the tribe that had attacked the Muslims. So what did he do? He took advantage of the moment and he killed them. And very happily he came to Medina and later on he found out that those two people were not from that tribe, they were somebody else. So on the one hand, such a huge loss that Muslims had just suffered from. You know, 68 Muslims had been killed. And these 68 Muslims were who? They were Qurra, they were Hafaz, they were reciters of the Qur'an, people who were knowledgeable of the Qur'an. The Prophet ﷺ was so grieved that he continued to pray qunut for several days. You know when you make dua in salah? This is outside of Ramadan by the way. And he continued to do that for many, many days. Now what happened? This accidental murder of two people, now the blood money had to be given. So according to the treaty, the Prophet ﷺ went to the Banu Nadir in order to discuss with them that what percentage of it would they cover. So what happened as he went there, they said, sure, let's discuss this, have a seat here. And as the Prophet ﷺ sat down in one of their houses, the people of Banu Nadir, they retreated, they went somewhere else to discuss amongst themselves as to what they would agree upon. So as they're discussing, one of them suggested, you know what? He's right here. Muhammad ﷺ is right here. Why don't we just get rid of him? Just kill him. Shaitan overtook them in that moment. And they decided that instead of financially contributing, what would they do? One of them would go up to the roof of that building and he would throw a huge boulder on the Prophet ﷺ in order to kill him. So what happened as they're executing their plan, one of them is going up in order to kill the Prophet ﷺ, Jibreel came and informed the Prophet ﷺ and he left. Now this was a clear violation of the Treaty of Medina. The treaty was there, which meant that we have to respect each other's lives. We're going to cooperate with each other. We're going to live together in peace. And this was not the first incident, by the way. This was the peak of it. 
So what happened? When they violated the treaty, the Prophet ﷺ sent word to them that you have broken the treaty yourself. And if you have shown over and over again that you cannot respect this treaty, then you know what? You can't live here. Because if you're going to live here, you have to show respect to one another's lives. And if you're not going to do that, you can't stay here. So they were given 10 days. That 10 days, pack up and leave. And if you don't, then serious action will be taken against you. So what happened? They got a little scared. The Banu Nalid got a little scared because previously they had seen another Jewish tribe how they had been evicted from Medina because of their violation of the treaty. So what happened? They started packing up. That okay, we should get ready to leave. However, Abdullah bin Ubay came to them. And he said, you know what? I got you covered. Don't worry about it. Just stay here. Let those 10 days go by and you'll see things will be better. And you know what? If there is a need to fight the Muslims, I've got 2,000 men. I'll bring them. And we will fight the Muslims. You're not going anywhere. You're staying right here. So the Banu Nadir, they decided, okay, we'll stay. Abdullah bin Ubay is offering his help. He's promising the help of 2,000 warriors. So we're good. We don't need to go. So what happened? They stayed. And when those 10 days were over, the Prophet ﷺ with the Muslims made his way to the fortresses of Banu Nadir. Banu Nadir, they had owned property in Medina. All right, outside of Medina. Many, many orchards of date palms. They were landowners. And they also had built fortresses. All right? So what did they do? They locked themselves up in their fortresses. So the Muslims, as they came, they laid siege to the fortresses. That okay, you're going to come out one day. And when you'll come out, you'll fall into our hands. We gave you an ultimatum. You didn't respect that. So now let's see what happens. So the siege continued for about two weeks. And then what happened? Eventually, the Banu Nalid, they surrendered because Abdullah bin Ubay never showed up with his 2,000 men. And the Banu Nalid were afraid that if they did not surrender, then something more serious could happen. So as they surrendered, they were told, okay, pack up and leave. So that is what they did. They packed up their bags, they took all their belongings, and they went to Khaybar. But when they were leaving the city of Medina, they didn't just take with them their furniture and their animals and their clothes. They even took out door frames and window frames and roof panels. You know, they took out everything they possibly could. They broke their own houses. They took whatever they could with them. And then they left the city. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed this surah. Let's look at the surah. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Sabbahalillahi ma fis samawati wa ma fil ard. Everything in the heavens and the earth glorifies and praises Allah. Does the speech of Allah declares Allah's perfection, His freedom from any kind of weakness or fault or deficiency or resemblance to the creation because Subhana Rabbika. رَبِّ الْعِزَّةِ عَمَّا يَصِفُونَ Perfect is your Lord, the Lord of honor, above whatever they ascribe to Him. Everything in the skies, this includes the sky itself. Everything in the earth, this includes the earth itself. In Surah Isra, Ayah 44, Allah says, تُسَبِّحُ لَهُ السَّمَوَاتُ السَّبْعُ وَالْأَرْضُ The seven heavens and the earth 
glorify Allah. And then whatever is in them also glorifies Allah. Even the thunder glorifies Allah. Surah Al-Ra'd, Ayah 13, Allah says, وَيُسَبِّحُ الرَّعْدُ بِحَمْدِهِ Thunder glorifies Allah. In the earth, even the mountains glorify Allah. Surah Al-Anbiya, Ayah 79, Allah says, وَسَخَّرْنَا مَعَ دَاوُدَ الْجِبَالَ يُسَبِّحْنَا وَالطَّيْرِ The mountains and the birds will glorify Allah with Dawood alayhi salam. وَهُوَ الْعَزِيزُ الْحَكِيمُ And he is the exalted in might, the wise. Remember, of the most virtuous deeds is to declare the perfection of Allah. Because Allah is perfect. And to declare Allah's perfection is to utter the greatest truth. The Prophet ﷺ said, there are some words that are repeated. And they are such that the one who says them, the one who repeats them is never deprived. Meaning if he says those words, he will never be deprived. What are those words? Subhanallah, walhamdulillah, wala ilaha illallah, wallahu akbar. A person who says them will never be deprived. Because Allah is Aziz and Hakim. And it is out of the perfection of His Izzah and His Hikmah and His Hukum that the following happened. What happened? Huwalladhi. He is the one who, Allah is the one who, akhrajalladina kafaru. He expelled those who disbelieved. Which disbelievers? Which deniers? Min ahlil kitabi. From the people of the book. And this is referring to the Jewish tribe of Banu Nadir. He expelled them from where? Min diyarihim, from their homes. They lived in Medina. They inhabited that land. They built their fortresses and their homes. Allah honored them with the book. And they rejected the messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. When they rejected him, what happened? Eventually, they were expelled from their homes. When? Li awwalil hashr. Li means at. Meaning at the time of, awwalil hashr, the first hashr. What does hashr mean? Gathering. When people gather together, what is the reason? Could be different reasons. One of those reasons is gather together so that we can all go. We'll meet here so that we can go. Right? We'll meet here and then we'll go together on our trip. Animals even when they gather together, what is the reason? So that they can migrate. Right? So li hashab. This was the first gathering, gathering as in exile. Alright? Why is it called the first time that these people would be exiled? Because it was the first time. First means there will be another one to follow. Remember, they went to Khaybar from here. And years later, they were evicted from Khaybar also. Some have said that it was the first Hashr because the second one will be on the Day of Judgment. And others have said that this was just the beginning. This is something that continued for them. Wherever they were evicted. لِأَوَّلِ الْحَشْرِ مَا ظَنَنْتُمْ You never thought, O oh you believers, أَنْ يَخْرُجُوا That they would leave. You never thought that these people would leave the city of Medina. Why? Because they were so well settled. They were so established. They had their homes, they had their lands, they had their businesses. They were fully established in their homes. You never thought that they would leave. And this is something so amazing. That many times when we're living our lives, we are settled as if, you know, we think we're never going to leave. We have made our homes as if they are permanent homes. 
For one day we all have to leave. مَا ظَنَنْتُمْ أَنْ يَخْرُجُوا وَظَنُّوا And they also thought أَنَّهُمْ That indeed they مَانِعَتُهُمْ مَانِعَتُهُمْ It will prevent them. It would protect them. مَانِعَ Is one that protects. One that prevents. They thought that something would protect them. From مَنْعَ مَنْعَ What does مَنْعَ mean? To stop something. So it would stop any harm from reaching them. Meaning it would save them. What would save them? Husunuhum, their fortresses, plural of hisn. They thought that their fortresses would save them, protect them, min Allah, from Allah, from Allah's punishment. Meaning they thought if they would go into their fortresses, they would be safe. No harm would reach them. This is why they built those fortresses. But then what happened? فَأَتَاهُمُ اللَّهُ so Allah came to them, meaning His decree came to them. Min lam yahtasibu, from where they never expected. They never thought that they would have to leave the city of Medina. They thought their fortresses would keep them safe. But what happened? Allah's decree came, meaning the decree for their exile came from where they never expected. It's amazing. They were talking amongst themselves, najwa, right? As to what they were going to contribute for the blood money. And what happened? They started discussing evil things and they decided something very evil. It was their own mistake that led to their exile. Min haythu lam yahtasibu. They never thought about it. Waqadhafa fi qulubihimur rurb. Waqadhafa. And he hurled. Qaf dalfa. Qadhf. To hurl, to throw something. So he hurled fi qulubihim into their hearts a ru'ba, fear, terror, awe. What is ru'b? Ru'b is fear of somebody, such fear of someone that makes you feel very weak and meek and you know humble, that you don't have the confidence to say anything or do anything. You're feeling so afraid. So qadafa fi qulubihim ru'b. They closed themselves in their fortresses. But in their hearts, Allah put fear. And fear is very crippling. It cripples a person. And these people, this is how their defeat came. They were afraid. If you think about it, Abdullah bin Ubay had promised them help. They had a lot of wealth. They had a lot of weapons. They could have technically fought a battle with the Muslims. But what happened? They just got afraid and they surrendered. And when they surrendered, they had to leave the city. And when they were leaving the city, يُخْرِبُونَ بُيُوتَهُمْ يُخْرِبُونَ خَرَابَ خَرَاب وَسَعَافِ خَرَابِهَا What does خَرَاب mean? To demolish something, to break it. Alright? It means نَقْد to, to break something and to pull it down. So نَقْد and هَدْم To break something and pull it down. So to demolish so yukhribuna. And the second meaning of ikhrab is also to leave something desolate and empty, uninhabited. So they left their homes empty. Yukhribuna buyutahum. How did they break their houses? Bi'aidihim, with their own hands. The same houses that they built, that once upon a time they filled up. The same houses, they broke them and they demolished them. 
وَأَيْدِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ And also the hands of the believers. Meaning some houses they destroyed themselves and some houses were destroyed by the believers during the siege. فَاعْتَبِرُوا So this whole incident, Allah says, فَاعْتَبِرُوا So take a lesson. يَا أُولِي الْأَبْصَارِ O people of vision. Did you see what happened? If you saw it, then take a lesson. فَاعْتَبِرُوا عِبْرَ What is عِبْرَ? عُبُور is to cross. Like for example, to cross a river. So, عِبْرَ is to cross the surface. Meaning to look deeper. To look harder. To think and reflect and take a lesson. So this whole incident, take a lesson, O oh you people. What happened? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave the Ahlul Kitab many blessings. Especially the ones who were living in Medina, they were blessed in so many different ways. They had the Kitab, they had the scripture, they had the Torah. And so they were knowledgeable and literate while the people around them, the Arabs, who were they? Illiterate. Ummi. Correct? So because of this knowledge, they were respected, they were honored. Right? Because knowledge brings honor to a person. They were blessed in other ways also that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them so much wealth. Remember I told you, they were landowners. Landowners. And they were skilled. They would make weapons. They would have markets full of, you know, gold shops and all. And the Arabs would actually come to them. Basically, you see, they really took advantage of the Arabs. The Arabs loved fighting with each other. They loved getting drunk. They loved spending. They loved showing off. Alright? And to do any of this, what do you need? You need money. So who do you go to? You go to someone who's got a lot of money who can give you a loan. Right? But when you take a loan from them, you have to pay them interest. Right? And then what happens eventually is that you run out of everything. You don't even have any money to pay them interest. Then what happens? They will take your house. They will take your garden. They will take your property. So you understand what was happening over here? With time, these tribes, these Jewish tribes were getting richer and richer. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed them with the deen and with the dunya. Remember Surah Al-Hadid? Allah gave the kitab and the hadid. Right? So these people were given both. But what happened? Did they use them to help Allah and His deen? No. They used it to oppose Allah and His Messenger. So then what happened? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took these blessings away from them. Allah has given us blessings also. Religious and worldly. And when it comes to worldly blessings, what is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala testing? What is He observing? That who is going to use this hadid, right? This material, this skill, this dunya, who is going to use that to help the deen of Allah? And who is going to use it against the deen of Allah? These people use their money against the deen of Allah. When they left the deen, they lost the dunya also. You see what happened? What happened with the Yahud over here? They left the deen, they opposed the deen. What did they lose? Their dunya also. And how so unexpectedly this loss came upon them, they lost their houses, they lost their property, they lost their respect, their dignity. 
they were exiled from the city of Medina. Just imagine, this is so humiliating. Imagine breaking your own house. Imagine leaving your property, knowing that somebody else is going to come and take it. Not because you sold it, but because you were told you must leave. How humiliating this is. You know, the thing is that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us worldly blessings, we get so deceived by them. Saying, I've got the money, I've got security, I've got this, I've got that. And we begin to prefer these worldly blessings over Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We fall in love with them and we begin to prefer them over Allah. When we will prefer them over Allah, then what's going to happen? Are these worldly blessings going to stay with us forever? No. Allah gave them, He can take them away also. فَعْتَبِرُوا So take a lesson, O people of vision. Look at what happened with these rich people. Did they keep their wealth forever? No. They lost it. So what do you think about your blessings that Allah has given you? Can He not take them away? He can take them away. So what is the lesson? The person who holds on to the dunya only, then he will lose the dunya also. And the one who holds on to the deen, then Allah will give him dunya also. You understand? فَاعْتَبِرُوا يَا أُولِي الْأَبْصَارِ If you truly saw, then take a lesson. وَلَوْلَا And if it was not. أَنْ كَتَبَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمْ That Allah had decreed upon them الْجَلَاء The exile. Jala, evacuation. Jim lam wow. Jalu is to clarify something, to make it evident. Alright? And jala is used for evacuation. Meaning when somebody leaves a place, alright? It's used for exile also. An entire group of people leave with their families and their belongings and they go elsewhere. So this jala was written for them, decreed for them. And if it was not for this Jala, then what would happen? لَعَذَّبَهُمْ فِي الدُّنْيَا Allah would have surely punished them in this world. وَلَهُمْ فِي الْآخِرَةِ عَذَابُ النَّارِ But certainly for them is a punishment of the fire in the hereafter. Meaning, they got it easy. When they were evicted from their homes, they actually got it very easy. What they deserve is something far more severe. And this is something that should really frighten us. Many times it is that we see the consequences of our sins. And remember that whatever it is that we suffer in this world because of our sins, it's not 100% what we deserve of for what we have done. Because a crime is severe. Dunya is not darul jaza. It's not the home of recompense. It's a place where there is warning. There is warning. But there isn't complete 100% requital. So here, وَلَوْلَا أَنْ كَتَبَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمُ الْجَلَاءِ لَعَذَّبَهُمْ فِي الدُّنْيَا They got it easy. What they deserve is something far more worse. Why? ذَلِكَ بِأَنَّهُمْ شَاقُ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ That is because they opposed Allah and His Messenger. See over and over again, this theme is being repeated. Opposing Allah and His Messenger. وَمَن يُشَاقِ اللَّهَ And whoever opposes Allah, فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ شَدِيدُ الْعِقَابِ Then indeed Allah is severe in penalty. How is it that these people opposed Allah and His Messenger? How? By rejecting the Messenger, refusing to believe in Him. And then showing on the outward that yes, we are going to be true to the treaty, and then going against it. Now what happened? Allah says, مَا قَطَعْتُمْ 
whatever you cut, millinatin of any lina. What is lina? Date palm tree. Lam ya noon, lean. All right. One interpretation is that lina is from lean, and lean is layin. You know, something that's gentle, easy, soft. So lina is used for date palm trees, the best of date palm trees, basically, that are mature, fruit bearing. All right, fresh. Because when something is fresh, it's soft. And when something is dry, it becomes hard. All right. It is also said that lina is from loan. Loan is color. Because such a tree is very colorful. Fresh, mature, fruit bearing tree is very colorful. So whatever trees, date palm trees you had to cut during the siege, أَوْ تَرَكْتُمُوهَا قَائِمَةً Or you left them standing. عَلَىٰ أُصُولِهَا Upon their trunks. Usul plural of asl. What is asl? The root of something. Alright? Meaning something on which it rests or stands. So it refers to the trunks of the date palms. Meaning you left them as is. Whatever you did, some trees you cut, other trees you left, you did it, why? Fabi'idnillah. Then by the permission of Allah. Meaning Allah allowed you to do that. And what was the benefit? The benefit was, وَلِيُخْزِيَ الْفَاسِقِينَ And so that the defiantly disobedient would be disgraced. Now remember, the Banu Nadir were initially given 10 days, right? Pack up and leave. Abdullah bin Ubay came, deceived them, so they said, we're staying here. After those 10 days, what happened? The Muslims came, laid siege, right? Now, during that siege, what happened? The fortresses of the Banu Nadir were such that they were naturally, you could say, fortified from outside also by orchards of date palms, all right? And with those orchards, the Muslims couldn't really come close to the fortresses, right? So some trees were cut down by the Muslims in order to draw close to the fortresses. Now this was a big issue. Firstly, some people, they were very upset about this. They said, well, you know what? When Muslims go to war, we thought you were very peaceful. But here you are cutting down trees, and you see trees, date palm trees, you don't cut them. You just don't cut them. Because it takes years and years for a date palm tree to mature. And these trees were not ordinary. They were lina. They were fresh. They were fruit bearing. So they had to be cut. So some people were very angry. They were very offended. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I allowed you. You did it because fabi'idnillah. I allowed you to do it. Right? And this teaches us that Sometimes, you know, something that is not that great has to be done in order to achieve a greater goal. Right? Secondly, the benefit of this was, لِيُخْزِيَ fasiqin. You can imagine the state of the Banu Nadir inside their fortresses, watching the Muslims as they were cutting down their trees. Can you imagine their state of helplessness? And the increasing fear in their hearts? And their defeat? So this was a strategy to weaken the enemy that was hiding inside. That how long do you think you can stay hiding in there? How long? So وَلِيُخْزِيَ fasiqin. Now what happened? Eventually, the Banu Nadir, they surrendered. Alright? And they came to this agreement that they would leave and they would take whatever they could with them. And they did. But now when they left, of course, they couldn't take their date palm trees, could they? No. 
They could take the window frames and the door frames, but could they take the actual homes and fortresses? No. And then you see there are some things that you can take and there are other things that you cannot transport. Right? They're just too big, too heavy to transport. Land. How can you transport land? You can't do that. So many things were left. Now when they were left, where did they go? In whose hands? In the hands of the Muslims. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا أَفَاءَ اللَّهُ Whatever Allah restored, عَلَى رَسُولِهِ to His Messenger. مِنْ whom From them. From who? From the Banu Nadir. أَفَاءَ is from فَيْ فَيْ Hamza is to return or to shift something from one to the other. The word is also used for shadows because they shift, they move from one location to the other. So, Fay is referring to the wealth that was left behind by the Banu Nadir, which fell into the hands of the Muslims. Now, who does it go to? Who has a share in it? Remember, Ghanima, war booty, we have learned about it earlier in Surah Al-Anfal. That there are certain portions of it that go to the fighters, that go to the people who participated in battle. But here, if you think about it, technically there was no battle. This was only a siege. Right? And the enemy surrendered. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, this ayah makes it clear that fay is different from ghanima. Fay is different from ghanima. Ghanima is that which comes after a battle. Fay is what comes because the enemy surrendered. There was no battle. So with regards to fay, Allah says, فَمَا أَوْجَفْتُمْ You did not spur عَلَيْهِ over it مِنْ خَيْلٍ Any horses وَلَا رِكَابٍ Nor any camels. Rikab is a plural of rukub. It's used for a person who is riding a camel. And awjaftum wau jimfa. Ijaf is to drive hastily, to move hurriedly. So you didn't have to make your horses or your camels run. You didn't have to travel. This was just Medina. You understand? For Uhud, for Badr, they had to go all the way. Here, they didn't have to go very far at all. In fact, many Muslims had actually come on foot. وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ This victory came about, why? Because Allah يُسَلِّطُ رُسُلَهُ He gives power to His messengers عَلَى مَنْ Over whomever He wills. This was special victory given by Allah. وَاللَّهُ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرًا And Allah is over everything. Competent, capable. So here it was made clear that the faith would be different from Ghanima. Why? Because technically there was no battle. Where would it go? In whose hands? We learn in the following verses, completely to the discretion of the Messenger wasallam. Why? Because the enemy surrendered out of fear of the leader of the Muslims. You understand? Not because there was a battle. So when they surrendered, all the property would be at the Messenger wasallam's disposal. He would decide what goes to who. And then we see in the following verses how a share is given to the needy. A share was even given to the muhajireen. And a share was even given to the ansar. What was the reason? The reason was so that the rich don't keep getting richer. Alright? Because if it's only the capable ones who can go to battle... Because at that time you had to spend from your own pocket. If they go and then they get the booty, they get it, they're going to keep getting richer and richer. 
And those who are not able to go, what's going to happen to them? They're going to get poorer and poorer. So here, a distinction was made between fay and ghanima. You see, Surah Al-Hadid, and then Surah Al-Mujadid. This surah, again and again, what's the theme we're looking at in this surah? This world is what? Transitory. No matter what you have, how well established you are, it is fleeting. It's going away. In the surah, we will also see the names of Allah. Earlier we learned that you remember Allah, you remember yourself. Knowing Allah means you know yourself. So I have some homework for you, so that we remember Allah also. And that homework is, that you have to listen to the lectures by Shaykh Yasir Qadi on the names of Allah. This past Ramadan, in the khatras, the Tarawih khatras, he explained the names of Allah very beautifully. And there aren't that many episodes. There are not that many, and each one is very short. 15-20 minutes maximum. So if you haven't listened to those already, please make sure you listen to them. They're very addictive. All right? And they're also such that you can actually listen to them with your family. Alhamdulillah, I've been listening to them with my children. And Alhamdulillah, my seven-year-old has been enjoying them a lot. He's been enjoying them so much that he likes to copy Sheikh Yasuqadi's haircut now. <laughs> Hairstyle. You know, and I was so moved by that. You know, kids generally want spikes and all of that. And he wants his hair, you know, from one side to the other because that's how Sheikh Yasir Qadi has it. And it's because he's talking about the names of Allah. Alright? So listen to them with your children, with your family, with your brothers and sisters, just 15 minutes. Remember Allah and remember yourselves. Let's listen to the recitation. سبح لله ما في السماوات وما في الأرض وهو العزيز الحكيم هو الذي أخرج الذين كفروا من أهل الكتاب من ديارهم لأول الحشر ما ظننتم أن يخرجوا وظنوا أنهم مانعتهم حصونهم من الله فأتاهم الله من حيث لم يحتسبوا وقذف في قلوبهم الرعب يخربون بيوتهم بأيديهم وأيدي المؤمنين فاعتبروا يا أولي الأبصار ولولا أن كتب الله عليهم الجلاء لعذبهم في الدنيا ولهم في الآخرة عذاب النار ذلك بأنهم شاقوا الله ورسوله ومن يشاق الله فإن الله شديد العقاب ما قطعتم من لينة أو تركتموها قائمة على أصولها فبإذن الله وليخزي الفاسقين